0: Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back Behind the Velvet Rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one and only Ms. Vicky Votz. Hi,
1: hi hello.
0: Does anyone ever call you Victoria? Absolutely. Because I, <laughs> I don't know, I just, I have the urge to call you Victoria today.
1: Um, actually, go for it, because my drag mother detox, she calls me Victoria Page Box, and our last name is (laughs) But we don't use that for business.
0: That's not just when you're in trouble. She just calls you Victoria Mm -hmm.
1: all the time. Yeah, well, it's it's usually when she's drunk.
0: Well, you know, I imagine Detox is drunk a lot.
1: You wouldn't be wrong. Here's the thing. I actually am not thinking of it. My original drag name that I like Got my Facebook page for it like 10 whole years ago. Okay, it was Vicky Victorious Jam Box. I was Miss JV.
0: I kind of like that.
1: Yeah, we had to shorten that though.
0: Where are you? You're, you're in, Remind me you're in San Francisco or am I just making that I'm up? I'm
1: in Hollywood.
0: Oh, well, mm-hmm. look at you all fancy in Hollywood over there.
1: Oh, yes. And last night was a very Hollywood night and... Ooh, for the first time in a long time, I got back to almost what life used to be, and well, I can't hang the way I used to. I'll tell you that.
0: Well, okay, tell me about it, but where'd you go last night?
1: Well, it was a private party, but I'll tell you who it was. It was Kelly Osborne's birthday, and her birthdays are wild. One year, we were at um, Harry Houdini house. Another This year, we were up at Yamashiro, and like a whole section of this restaurant was basically just for the party, the pool, everything. There was a whole screen on the wall where Sharon Osbourne showed up. Everybody in her family showed up on a screen because nobody was coming to a party, but also everybody that was at the party, it was a very limited number of guests, everybody that was at the party got um, rapid testing before we went and sat down for dinner and things. It was quiet.
0: Okay, so wait, what restaurant was this at?
1: Yamashiro.
0: And is
1: that what it's called? Paul. I think that's what it's
0: called. Well, honey, I'm not in LA. I mean, I know the Abbey and I know the Ivy and I know, you know, I know the basics, but I, I've never right. heard of it.
1: Well, Yamashiro is this Japanese looking place on top of a hill behind the magic castle down the street from the uh like where the Kodak is it called the Kodak hmm, I don't know though. I might still be drunk from last night. You welcome. Yeah,
0: Seriously, if all my guests would show up drunk, you know how happy I would be?
1: Listen, but I, I didn't yeah. do it on purpose, but I'm here, damn it.
0: Okay, now let's just, how how limited was this birthday party of Kelly Osborne's?
1: Um here's the thing.
0: Like 20? 20...
1: This whole quarantine, I haven't been drinking because I've been home. Well, last night I decided to go ahead and let's reintroduce them with whiskey, right? But I don't really remember who was there. <laughs> It was like it was a decent okay, let me I can do the math. There was a bunch of tables and if each table had about eight, that's like eight times like six, seven, whatever that is.
0: Like fifty people. Okay, so that's not huge. Like, yeah, yeah. You know
1: what, it was and, not, it was absolutely not huge. It wasn't even like wild, wild, but it was still like this is really happening and we're all turning up because this is your birthday.
0: And you got rapid tested going in, so that's very mm-hmm. safe. And Sharon and Ozzy and Jack weren't there, but they appeared on the wall. They There was a whole,
1: like, I don't even know how old Kelly is, Um, but she, there was a whole like montage of like baby photos and like all of that playing with like, you know, real touching songs. Don't know what they were anymore, but they were touching in the moment. And then it was like Sharon going, hi, I love you. We miss you. Come to the house.
0: Oh, my God. Now, how does one Miss Victoria Vox get invited to Miss Kelly Osborne's birthday party?
1: Well, it was, it was a cross between I was working and living. What had happened was, years ago, when I first started drag, I did not go the, like, typical drag queen, let me work in this bar, let me do these competitions, let me work for free and a drink ticket. Like, I didn't do that shit. I went and auditioned for a nightclub over here at the Roosevelt Hotel. It was called Beach's Madhouse. And Jeff Beecher was this wild, like he was very, um, what's that, what's that Best in Show? Who was that about?
0: The movie Best in Show?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like what Christopher Guest?
1: I don't remember. But you know how like the circus freaks and all this? Jeff Beecher was very good at putting together a cast of freaks. We had the world's smallest stripper, the world's tallest stripper, we had bearded lady. We had people, little people dressed like Oompa Loompas, and then they would fly the little people for bottle service with magnums of champagne on the ceiling. They flew them on the ceiling to, like, songs like, I believe I can fly.
0: What do you mean they flew them on the suite? Okay, so hold on. You worked at this place that had all these misfits? Yeah. <laughs> and, okay, just, listen, like, this is, okay, so, and then there were little people and yeah. they put them up in the air towards the ceiling with magnums.
1: Some of them, they would put them in a harness. Okay. it was like a rigging system. So they would fly literally on the ceiling with a spotlight to the table that had ordered bottle service. And they would drop the little person down and they would do the bottle service and they would raise them back up. And they would go away. Everything was part of a show there. Like Everything.
0: Okay, do you see my, like, I mean, I, I live in New York. Like, I am the most jaded person. Like, sadly, sadly, like, just nothing gets me excited anymore. People right. are like, you have the biggest guests in the world and your podcast. You don't seem excited. I'm like, I'm just, I'm, I'm here. I'm just listening. I love everyone. I mean, this, that's how
1: I feel about this it. This okay, sounds
0: there. like one of the best things I've ever heard in my entire fucking life.
1: It was wild. I just remembered that it was also started by David Arquette. So it was Jeff Beecher, who was, like, the ringmaster and then you had David Arquette, who was like the creative director, and Kelly Osborne, who was just like putting her name on some shit, right? Because it was around that time for her. And I walked in the room to audition and Jeff Beecher, who was a very um, macho Hollywood kind of man, the kind of one that like demands that there's a line outside just so that people think that something's going on but he doesn't let any people from that line in the class. It was all part of a moment. Anyway, Kelly goes, Jeff, I want a drag queen. Vicky will be my drag queen. So now, mind you, I'm on audition- I'm on stage auditioning. They cut off my music, and Kelly and Jeff are in the like giant room yelling at each other, going, "I don't want a drag queen. Vicky's gonna be my drag queen." Anyway, Kelly championed me, and that was my first pay- paycheck. Yeah.
0: And. Okay, so he ran it. Her name was on it, and mm-hmm. she just saw you for what? Like you performed for three minutes, and she was just like, "That's it. Yeah, I've seen enough." Yeah, I
1: for three minutes. I was singing "Natural Woman," and I was rolling around on the ground as I like, I used to do like a pole pig and shit number. Where I would be like, "Yeah, make me feel. and I would like roll around, kicking my shoes off, throwing my wig off. They were like, "We need them." Jeff was like, "I don't see it." Well, ten years later, here the fuck I am
0: wow so really so you got your first big break from kelly osborne
1: outside of the drag community this was like a hollywood hollywood show
0: were you like did she call you off stage i mean you were just standing there while she was screaming like vicky's my drag queen and i want a drag queen
1: yeah i didn't even know that she was in the room at the time she told me this story later i was like who's yelling this is uncomfortable
0: so she and the owner or whatever he was was like i don't see a drag queen i see little people Mm -hmm. flying through the air but not a drag queen Right.
1: Because I don't I really don't know what it was. But he eventually gave in to her and then she and I would plan out performances. We had all kinds of numbers, but the one that stuck is basically for four years, every Wednesday and every Saturday night, I would go to work here and I would sing S and M and like Rihanna's S and M in like a full chain and like leather and boots and all of this. And my whole job was to shake my titties and then go make everyone in the audience feel incredibly uncomfortable by like doing splits over their table or (laughs) taking Leonardo DiCaprio's head and shoving it in my breast. Like that was my job for a very long time.
0: And whose idea was this S&M, Rihanna? That was Kelly's idea? Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Mind you, she also had me doing, with a bunch of the little people, we did, We would switch it up and we would do performances of KISS. They called us Tiny KISS and I was the lead singer with the whole little people air band.
0: So you were like... It sounds
1: crazy. I promise I'm not this crazy because I'm drunk. This is what actually happened in my life.
0: No, this doesn't sound crazy. This sounds absolutely fucking fascinating. Like, I don't even know where to begin. There's so many... (laughs) Oh okay so let's just go back to this is not where i thought the direction of this conversation was going guys we have a lot to get into here today but like okay so you were on stage and then you got hired like when did you when were you told and that Kelly Osborne was the one hiring you to
1: work in this nightclub it was it was one of the rehearsals before like opening night when we kind of like all the talent cuz so there was there was me and then there was like this girl singer who like always sang like some like you get me feeling, feeling, feeling. She would sing like some jazz standard while she had like four burlesque uh, burlesque dancers behind her with like the whole wooden chair and like very sultry, all that kind of stuff. They would do a new routine every week. I never did a new routine, but um, so those dancers. There was also these three gay boy dancers, and they would come out in like short shorts and glitter and rhinestones and sequins and feathers, and they would come out to YMCA.
0: Of course. We
1: whole routine. We also had like contortionist. There was Bendy Bonnie. There was also Busty Heart, where she would take her right breath and smash watermelons, beer cans, a brick. Okay. We also had the world's oldest stripper. She was hysterical. She would tap. She would do a tap number as she. <laughs>
0: Did Kelly love being a part of
1: this? Oh, absolutely. She would. She. There were times when, it, like, if it was Miley Cyrus's birthday or um, Evan Roth's birthday, because you know, it was very young Hollywood, and it wasn't even like you're. Not, I'm not name dropping. These are the people that were just in the club. Actually, uh, the only time I ever got fired was because of Evan Roth.
0: Okay, honey, this is behind the velvet rope, so we we get out of bed to name drop here. So <laughs> here, you are rewarded for your name dropping. Just let's put that. All right. So all of this
1: shit actually happened.
0: (laughs) uh, Oh, I believe you. So wait, okay, slow down. So you Kelly, like, what was your relationship like with her? Like, do you have a funny Kelly story from like back in the day? I'm like obsessed with Miss Osborne. I've met her once. She's 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 everything.
1: She's basically, um, she was raised by drag queen and she's just that person. She is Kelly Osborne all the time. There's no turning off for her. Um, we would just have a grand old time. I would barely do my job. And we would just be sitting backstage in the dressing rooms, kikiing, getting lit, talking all kinds of stuff. And she also has really good taste in men, like super good taste in sexy men. She's very good at that.
0: Like she always
1: had a hot guy around. Always. She had a very hot, I mean, she, she shouldn't tell her business, but she had a very hot few around her last night. I was like, go ahead, girl, get your birthday. All right. Mm-hmm.
0: She had like her little male hair on.
1: Absolutely. Back to what we were saying is in rehearsals and things is when like any cast spots like before an actual show show. So it was kind of a cabaret show. It was kind of like Circus Freak performances. There was like sword followers. Like there was the whole gambit. There was this man, as I'm talking about it, I'm remembering more. There That's was this okay. man who would wear nothing but a towel and go out on stage, the curtain would open, and he would just be there standing with a can of shaving cream. And he would put, empty the whole can in his hands, and then like just put it on his face, and start molding the shaving cream into like the devil. And then he would turn it into like a smiley face, and then a puppy, like all in like two and a half minutes. He did all of this, and had it all over his body. I was like, this is the weirdest thing. There was also a guy who wore nothing,
0: the wait is over. That's right. A season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Khloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back. It's that time of year again, my favorite time of year. Holiday shopping season is back. And normally that means one thing drawing a blank on what to buy for the men in my life, but not this year. This year I've got it all figured out and you can too. Head on over to DukeCannon.com. That's right, DukeCannon.com. They have holiday themed grooming gifts like Frothy the Beer Man gift set or the Beer That Stole Christmas gift set. Now, the Frothy The Beer Man gift set and the Beer That Stole Christmas gift set, they're both $20. That's right, $20. And they're really fun. So the Frothy The Beer Man gift set, you get three huge bars of soap. They're 10 ounces each. Two of them are the Big Ass Beer Soap and one is the Big American Bourbon Soap. And that's right. They're infused with an adult treat, booze, the beer soaps, you guessed it, are infused with beer, and the bourbon soap is infused with bourbon. But they do not smell like alcohol. So if you're worrying, wait, I'm going to shower and smell like alcohol, no, no. They, they're, they're just woodsy, They're like sandalwood oak barrel is the bourbon smells like oak barrel and they're very masculine scents. And these bars of soap are huge and they're really fun. Like the way it's packaged is really, really fun. And don't take my word for it. Go to dukecanon.com and see for yourself. The beard that stole Christmas gift set is also $20. You get two amazing different smelling beard oils and you get a beard wash. It it literally... tamed my beard. My beard has never felt so good. And it will do this for the man in your life as well. And it smells of cedar and they're just a very good masculine scent. So these are just two examples. Head on over to DukeCannon.com. And seriously, don't take my word for it. These are packaged so fun. Um, These are just two examples. They're unexpected. They're useful for any guy and right now because you're listening to this podcast enter promo code velvet rope and you get 10% off your next order you also get free shipping with orders over $30 so if you get both of these at $40 you already got your free shipping so it's free shipping with orders over $30 and enter velvet rope that's duke cannon enter velvet rope and you get 10% off your next order And if you want to buy them in person, they're available at some of your local targets. Guys, this is perfect, masculine, fun for the man in your life. I use it. I love it. DukeCannon.com.
1: Nothing but a silver thong and silver body paint. And he would just, he closed the show, but just doing some trance house Burning Man number, where he just did the splits on chairs, where like he stood on two chairs and then they separated. Mind you, he was fine. Like, he was fine.
0: He sounds so he fine.
1: Sexy, standing there going, I like to party. This was a song, I like to party. And <laughs> his legs would separate. He would do the splits, shells over.
0: <laughs> was this so, like, I mean, was this like a supper club? Like, young Hollywood would sit there and drink and eat? Like, you, you sat at a um, seat, mm-mm. right? No? I mean, there
1: were like tables, but the tables. Okay. It was a mess. It, it was it was definitely like a club, club, club.
0: Did you like? Did you hang out with Kelly a lot? Like outside of this, or it was all just like she was there all the time while you, you was were working? There
1: all the time. The, the like getting to know Kelly happened over the years. Like once we left that, because I mean we also p- did pick up gigs for like different charities. We did one in um, New Orleans for the Super Bowl. We did another one for like some Canadian hockey league they were fine then and like so it was just like all the the traveling for the gigs is kind of where we bonded and then randomly um i knew that kelly had my back because she was doing a show i don't remember what the show was but it was like a celebrity cooking competition and they would basically it was like dinner guests of celebrities would get cooked a dinner by these other celebrities and it was like lance bass and brandy and ray j it was very strange and Kelly was like, because it was going to be on Fox, she goes, I want Vicky to do this with me because I really want to fuck it up. Like, I want to make them uncomfortable. Vicky, come do this. So, so you brought me to her dinner party.
0: <laughs> so you went, like, on the TV with her?
1: Mm-hmm. I, uh, that was, oh, God. Thinking back, she also got into it that night with Brandy um, Glanville, Like, hardcore got into it. Cussed Brandy out. Mind you, we drink on set, right? This is back when Kelly drank. She was in her feelings and brandy said something rude but like unintentionally rude and kelly was not having it now mind you all i'm doing is just poking kelly under the table i'm like i don't want to correct you because we're on camera right now but girl <laughs> you are going in <laughs> You are letting this brandy it. <laughs> i remember what it was brandy said because we were like critiquing the food and brandy was like i wouldn't eat this this is a waste of calories and that set Kelly off because it was talking about my like, body issues and all of this, which Kelly actually has like a huge, like platform. Like she really gives a talk about how people feel about themselves and doesn't want that message ever out there because mental health, emotional health, is in- extremely important to her. <clears throat> well, Brandy did not know how to receive that. It was quite intense. She's like, I said what I said and Kelly's like, yeah, but you should be careful because now you're saying that certain food is worth eating, others are not. Girl, if you don't like it, just say you don't like it and move on. Don't talk about the calories. Don't make it about a body thing. Like, either eat it or don't. Girl, I got intense. Because
0: I don't think Brandy backs down.
1: No, sure didn't. Sure did not. And I think Brandy's guest was some dude that nobody knew. It was like her BFF boyfriend, non boyfriend thing. I didn't know if he was a homosexual or a heterosexual. He was just kind of. Jamie: yeah, looked very good, but didn't say anything worth a damn.
0: So I, I wonder. That
1: I did all this shit. To be very honest,
0: I wonder. Well, that's what being hungover does for one. It, it makes mm-hmm. you
1: see clearly.
0: I have to figure out which. Sh- I can't imagine what show on Fox this would be.
1: Jamie, I think Jamie Oliver was one of the hosts
0: of the show. I'm gonna have, maybe like my dinner guest or something like that. I'm gonna have to I have a phone. Like I'm just like so. I'm just, like, so intrigued.
1: Because Lance Bass, like, I remember eating Lance Bass's food. Oh,
0: my God. Like, I can't even, like... You
1: can edit this, right? Hold on. I
0: can't even imagine what... Well, I mean, like, we can talk through it, too, at the same time. But I can't even imagine. So...
1: It was called My Kitchen Rule.
0: Who was the host? Mm -hmm. I'm so, I mean, Jamie Oliver sounds like it could be the host.
1: Um, yeah. Was, oh, no, I lied. It wasn't Jamie Oliver. Curtis Stone.
0: Oh, Curtis Stone. Curtis Stone cute.
1: and Kat Cora.
0: Oh, my God. I have to, was this on air when Kelly and Brandy had this huge fight or it was like edited? I'm sure. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh Oh wow. Um, Naomi yeah. Judd was also on this show
0: what happens when what happens like you go away for all these things with kelly like i imagine when one goes away for a weekend with kelly like for all these causes like i imagine kelly treats everyone like gold i
1: would imagine kelly treats i mean from what i've seen of her now mind you i'm not like in her inner inner circle um but everything i've ever seen of miss kelly she has always treated everyone like she's known them forever even if she just met them Everyone is, like, term of family for her.
0: Do you if any... she doesn't
1: like somebody, then good fucking luck. Do
0: you have, like, a funny, like, a one-off funny Kelly story that we would be like, oh,
1: wow. I mean, the only ones that come to mind, I don't know that she wants out there because she's in different places in life now. And <laughs> her drinking days were quite wild. Like, I was there when that one engagement was no longer an engagement. <laughs> we don't talk about it.
0: <laughs> when she ended
1: her engagement. Well, um, it's not that she ended the engagement. It that she took some courses of action that basically said we're no longer engaged.
0: Well, it that happened. makes. Now, what? Talk to me about Mr. Evan Ross. Like you were fired because of him
1: at oh, this yeah. job. Well, technically fired, but like not really fired. Okay, so it was the. It was the weekend that Whitney Houston passed away. and okay. I am quite a rude, rude individual. And I was at a certain point in my drag where I was just contrary to be contrary. Just like aggressive to be aggressive. They said, Vicky, since you know we're going to do a Whitney tribute, would you sing I want to dance with somebody? And I said, well, I don't do impressions. And I'm definitely not going to impersonate Whitney. But I will perform that. And then they said something else, and I was like, okay, but like if I'm gonna do it, I want to like start in a bathtub. Like if we're gonna do it, like I want to do like the full ridiculous, rude as fuck performance. That didn't go over. I knew they had a bathtub because there was a stripper who did a whole champagne routine in like one of those clawfoot bathtubs. So I knew we had one. Anyway, the compromise was that a little person would go out lip syncing the beginning of the song as Whitney. So we had little Whitney. And then my big ass came out. Now I came out on stage saying, I wanna dance with somebody, like fully singing the house down. As I'm performing, I then take a joint out of my wig. It's not, it wasn't a real joint at the time, but I had a roll And I was smoking it on stage as I was singing and I was calling for Bobby. And then I took um, a big bag of what we will call cocaine. It was just powder, threw it all over the floor. <laughs> And then people in the front row came up, like these girls, right in the front row, came up on the stage and started cutting all the flour that I had put on the floor into lines and rolling around on it. After that, I was like, oh, I'm not done. There's still a whole other minute in the song. So this is where I went too far. Mind you, she had just died. And I'm this rude. I pulled out a meth pipe and put that in my mouth. like, And... Well, that was the limit. Evan Ross stole one of the other MC's microphones and was like, I love you, I respect you, but I do not respect that. And that was out of line, and da da da. Granted, he wasn't wrong. Like, I was absolutely n- not polite. And it did not fly with him because I think he is Whitney's godchild.
0: Yes, really?
1: I think so. And um,
0: I didn't think Diana Ross was connected to Whitney, really. But maybe All I know I'm wrong.
1: Is in Hollywood, you never know how everybody's connected. He was not feeling it, and he basically had me. They came backstage right after the number. Before the number, I said, "If I don't get fired tonight, I'm never getting fired." And right after the number, the stage manager comes back and goes, "Vicky, we have to escort you off the premises." I said, "Bye, Mr. Balin." Well, it might go down if you're caught outside by yourself. So we're going to escort you out, and don't bother coming back to work. Mind you, first time I got fired, I thought I was really fired, like, for real. Three days later, I was supposed to be at work. And I'm like, I'm not going. They fired me. Like, I don't work there. Well, I get a call because I'm supposed to be on stage at 1.30 in the morning. I get a call at 1.15. Where are you? Oh, I thought I was fired. No, Evan's not here tonight. Get to work.
0: <laughs> um, well, I mean, normally when you're escorted off the premises, you feel like you're not allowed to go back. Yeah. Right,
1: right. Well, that wasn't the case for me.
0: So, Evan just got up and like grabbed the mic and was like, mm-hmm. let's shut this shit down. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And then. Which
1: was wild for him because he is not necessarily the most outspoken person. He's usually pretty chill.
0: He is. Was he with Ashley Simpson that
1: night? I don't think she was there. I feel like where he was sitting was like a whole marina in the diamond section. They Interesting. Used to sit in the back by the back bar.
0: And who else? You said you did you really do splits? on Mm -hmm. a table that Leonardo DiCaprio was sitting at?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, My favorite was making Eddie Murphy uncomfortable because, you know, he had that whole, like, story with the trans woman and everything. So that was fun for me. Um, What happened? Miley Cyrus always had the same table, and she used to get lit. She was a good time. She was a really good time. One of the most loving individuals. You know how there's, like, angry drunks? There's party drunks. There's sad drunks. Miley is a joyful drunk. Well back in that back then she was joyful. I didn't even know if she was drinking because she was just a joy to be around. Like that smile of hers, it'd be a dark ass and you knew exactly where Miley was. Who else was there?
0: And Miley was always like fun. I mean I could see Ooh, her being this was
1: long hair, brown hair Molly.
0: Molly. Wow. Molly.
1: Ooh, I'm doing great.
0: Anything with her? Like did she ever come backstage?
1: Oh yeah. She used to come backstage and kick it. She actually, um, this is before she had that, like, whole twerking era of her life. Um, she actually took one of the performers, Amazon Ashley, on tour with her. She's in a bunch of her music videos. She's the big one with the big old butt, like, just a big lady. She was the world's tallest stripper.
0: She just picked her up at this club and is like, you're coming
1: on tour with me. Well, Miley came backstage, and one night, because she, re- she was, like, planning her tour, and she was like, this is also the time where, when I was with DWV, So I was in my own bubble and I was just doing this for the, the Coins. Um, I was going on my own tour. Miley was like, Vicky, Ashley, I want you to be my background singers on tour. I was like, you're kidding. Like, you're joking. She's like, no, I'm talking with the team. We're going to make it happen. Now, I clearly didn't go on tour with her. Ashley did, but she also went on tour as like, a Christmas tree. So I don't know that everything worked out exactly the way we planned, but it worked out.
0: Was Miley maybe a little drunk when she, you know, oh, invited absolutely. you guys?
1: Oh, absolutely! I love a drunk Hollywood promise. I love it. Right? Nobody, nobody ever thinks it's actually going to happen. Just like lunch, we ain't going to lunch. No, we're not going to lunch
0: now. I mean, I'm a very happy drunk, too, so I get it. Like, I like, when I'm drunk, I'm ready to go, like, fly around the world with you. Like, everything sounds great. I'm like, yeah, we're gonna, yeah, like, we're gonna fly tomorrow around the world for, it's all good. And then you wake up and you're sober and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm not doing any of that.
1: Exactly. You know what was wild? I was just thinking, okay, so, as we're talking, I'm like, maybe I should think about who else was there. Pete Wentz used to show up all the time. That one I always thought, was a little weird. So was Davey, um, Davey Havoc. Who's that yeah. now? Straight edge um, band. I remember singing, uh, cause there was also this band called Pop Shop. And they would wear, like they would cross dress, but they wouldn't, they were just like wearing like metallic skirts and like, it was weird. But they would sing pop songs. And I remember them singing like some pop song and then the person was there. No, I can't remember who it was.
0: What was Leonardo DiCaprio like? He just sat there when you did splits? Like anything exciting happened well, with him?
1: He, there were times where he, he, he would hide. He always had a baseball hat on. But like, he was clearly living his best life. But you know, not trying to get caught. I remember one time, was it Russell Crowe? I think it was Russell Crowe. Who was in the 300 movie? You know, that big old muffly Australian. That sounds, happen. Hugh Jackman? Jackman? Hugh Jackman? No, definitely oh. not Hugh Jackman. Oh. Wh- whomsoever this may have been, he had to come backstage to talk to me because he didn't want to be seen cavorting with a drag queen, because there was rumors swirling around that he was bisexual. When in reality, he was bisexual. So I was like, "This is having, why are we having this conversation, sir? No, I don't give a damn, first of all. And why did you have to come back here to tell me that you respect me, but you couldn't tell me in front of other people? You didn't want no pictures. This is weird. This is whatever.
0: And you don't know if it was Russell Crowe or not."
1: No, it was definitely, was it Russell Crowe?
0: I don't know any other Russell. I'm really bad with like.
1: I'm usually really good at like the name game, but you know, I'm, I'm still drunk from last night, so that's fine.
0: And you've never run into Evan uh, Ross after that, I imagine.
1: Um, I, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I've seen him, it hasn't been like an issue. I don't think people really look at me most of the time. You know who else used to be there? Do you know Megan Good? Megan Good was a good time.
0: You mean, like, Megan Good? The actor? Yeah. yeah.
1: She was a very good time. Really? hmm
0: What about Eddie Murphy? Like, what happened with that?
1: Oh. I don't know that he stayed very long. But, and he, he didn't come very often.
0: Is he a little uncomfortable around drag queens?
1: Oh, absolutely, because we know the team. We know we... what happened.
0: Well, yeah. We do know what happened.
1: Oh, I got it, Gerard Butler, that's it.
0: <laughs> that's who it was? So wait, so Gerard Butler came in and was there.
1: Mm-hmm, came then, backstage to tell me that he loved my performance, but he didn't want to be seen with me in public.
0: He said to you, I don't want to be seen with you in public?
1: Mm-hmm. I can't have pictures because people are already spreading rumors that I'm bisexual, which I am, and I just wanted to tell you. And I was like, why are we having this conversation? I don't understand. I'm going to go put my kids' makeup on. Okay, bye.
0: <laughs> so after he told you, I can't be seen with you and I am bisexual, you were just like, okay, like I don't know why you're telling me this.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's not my business.
0: I mean, was was he hitting on you?
1: It didn't feel like that. I feel like, I mean, maybe. Also, I'm kind of oblivious when people do the hitting on me. You are. Mm-hmm. Especially when I'm like, not, if I'm in work mode, I'm not thinking about that. I don't see you. I'm worried about putting my tits on. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, well, I didn't realize you had all of this and all of these. Oh,
1: I'm, I'm actually over here trying to think. There, who is, okay, Gene Simmons, right? He was kissed.
0: His yes. son was, is his
1: son named Paul? Well, oh, no, his son had gorgeous hair and he was tall and gorgeous. Like yes. we're kind of just to like make you melt in front of him. All you have yeah. to do is look at you.
0: The son is tall with good hair and he's really Four. cute.
1: Mm-hmm. And very kind. Very kind.
0: Gene Simmons seems like a really kind guy.
1: Yeah. The, the family's been around a couple of events. They're really sweet. Huh. no you know who you, you wouldn't expect to be so sweet? Ozzy Osbourne is one of the sweetest individuals I've ever come across. Ever. And he gives really cute hugs, even though he acts like he doesn't.
0: Did he? So he came in with Sharon, like when Kelly was there.
1: Um, I'm sure, but I, I feel like I've I've been to events for him. Like Jack did a documentary, and they like previewed yeah it there um, about Ozzy. Ozzy's birthday, always a good turn up. Always.
0: So you've you been had to Madeline
1: Ozzy's. Marilyn had- Manson was there all the time. All the time. How is he? He's one of those people like that. You know how you know somebody's a professional partier? They look sober. Mm. That's how you know. A professional partier looks like they coo. Whereas like an amateur hour gets twisted and has to sit on the curb and like eat a street dog. No, Marilyn Manson, he just stays like steady. But I don't know if he was sober or not. All I know is that, like, he just had a very consistent vibe. He's actually one of the only people that I've ever fangirl over, and I don't fangirl over him. But I was really drunk one night, and I decided, this was at Ozzy's birthday party last yeah. time, the year before. I said, Marilyn, I just want to thank you for all that you've done for the community. You don't even know that you're doing it. Girl it was so embarrassing. He tried to book it away from me. And I was like, Whatever doing right wow that next to eve and tried to party with eve i really would get around
0: and ozzy's parties are just so much fun i mean i would imagine they would be
1: i mean think about it, it you have sharon ozzy kelly they're just the network of wild individuals that just surrounds their universe and like everyone just shows up sarah gilbert lovely human being lovely
0: Really? and Sarah's sick. the kind of
1: individual that, like, I don't even think we spoke much. I just remember her looking at me, and, like, I wanted to tell her, thank you for looking at me.
0: Did anything, did you ever have any funny stories with Ozzy?
1: I feel like Ozzy used to, like, act like he was uncomfortable with me, and then I would just put his head in my tits, and we'd be fine.
0: And he's used to
1: it. Yeah, he gets it.
0: And so you don't, okay, so you were drunk fine. I, I get drunk all the time. You don't remember who was at Kelly Osborne's birthday
1: party last night?
0: There's got to be some Mm-mm. people who were there.
1: Honestly. Um, I did meet this girl named Lala. I don't know what she does, but she was- Lala
0: like, Kent from Vanderpump Rules.
1: No, 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 no. This is, this is a black Lala.
0: Because I almost just had like a heart attack right here.
1: Listen, if I run into any of those Vanderpump Rules cast people, I'm going to let them know about themselves, okay? Because first of all, they have just... Dis- Hold on, let me ring that in because I don't need to lose my mind. Um,
0: you could say what you
1: want. I am... Okay, I'm about to go on a tangent. Hold on to your horses. So, Lisa Vanderpump has ruined that block of West Hollywood. Like, ruined it. The amount of, like, lucky lose. And tourists that like have no concept of the world going on around them. Like, why are you looking at me? Yes, I am a professional cross-dressing clown. And I'm over 300 pounds. But that does not mean that I'm out of place here. You are out of place here. This is my home. Why are y'all looking at me like I'm crazy because you're waiting for a drink of tom-tom? Girl, get out of here. Uh-uh. Which is awful. Awful, awful, awful. And all those kids. I call them kids because they act like children. Um, it's just a vibe. Like, what, is, what does she have down the street? I don't know, but the one on the corner.
0: Pump, well, there's some. Uh-huh.
1: Pump. Pump Tom, Tom. yeah. Trash. I'll say it. I don't give a damn. It's trash. It, I mean, it looks like Lisa Vanderpump, so that's why it's cute. That food was not it. That food was not it. You can walk by and smell it and go, mm-mm, mm-mm. Well,
0: I think they try to attract people more for the drinks and
1: the extra right. I'm, I'm the, let, me, let me not be a hater. I support. You can be a hater. Things. I fully support a hustle. However, know your territory. And I mean that in like the most considerate and compassionate way. The most that Lisa has done was throw up some uh, float for the pride parade. The rest of the year, you don't see gay shit over there. You don't even have gay cast members. When you're in, we ho. This, the area code is 90069. That is homosexual stuff. Huh? like, come on now. You don't even have a gay night? Get out of here. Get out of here with that. Take that somewhere else. I'm I'm sorry, I'm getting hot.
0: No, it's okay. No, so you think right, like she you're saying like she has the floats in the parade, which we see on the TV. Just for TV, yeah. And then nothing. Mind you,
1: she didn't have gay people on her floats. She had her straight cast members wearing rainbows. I'm not mad at an ally, but an ally does not have the lived experience. No. Know what the hell they're talking about. They had secondhand accounts.
0: Well, Pump is like a gay bar, per se.
1: Mm. Sure, it's in the neighborhood, But, like, locals don't be going there. The locals do not want to go. Let me go to Pump for a cocktail. No, girl. The Abbey is two doors down. And then you have Motherlode, which is dirty as hell, and it's great. That's another door down. And so, like, the beaches, like, a a real fun new one is over here. Like, girl, we're not going in the Pump to, like find up, have a good We're not going to pump to dance. That's not happening. Anyway, let me stop talking do about you, that because Lisa Vanderpump is also the reason I stopped eating
0: meat. She's the reason you stopped eating meat?
1: Mm-hmm. She's the reason Lisa Vanderpump is the reason I stopped eating meat.
0: Why? I would like me to tell you why. Yes. Oh, I mean, please do. You can't just make a statement like that. Like I know. I know. I did that. I, I knew what I was doing. So, Of course you did.
1: Back when she was on that show that she was on, I do love the Housewives. And because I was such a fan, I was like religious about watching it and like would watch them multiple times because I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, And Lisa was on this like, what do you call it? She was really championing her like activism for the dog meat festival. Like she was very against it. Now, I was at a place in my life where I was arguing with the TV because I like to call everybody a hypocrite when they're a hypocrite because it's reality TV. You get stuck. Sometimes you say stuff one day and they record it. And then the next day you say something else, it's the opposite, but it's already on tape. So now you look crazy. Mind you, everything I've known in my life can change in the next five minutes. So like I understand why people flip flop. Now. When it comes to her activism, which I support, very here for, I had a problem with her telling another culture what is acceptable treatment of their food and what is acceptable to eat as food. Girl, did you look at any of your menu? You have veal. Do you know how they get veal? That is not acceptable treatment of an animal to me. But you're going to be mad at it. A dog, because you have dogs. Somebody has deer in their backyard. Somebody has a cow, but you have burgers on your menu. Like, my friend growing up had a cow named Daisy, with the biggest lashes in the world. I never like told her, not, you know, like, if you're gonna tell somebody not to do something, make sure that you're not doing it yourself. And the fact that like, I really wanted to cut her out about it and I was sitting at home on my couch and I was like, okay, this has nothing to do with me and I'm in my feelings. I looked at my dog, and I said, biscuit, I would never eat you. I would hope that nobody would want to eat you. What can I do about this biscuit? Well, I can stop eating other animals myself. That's what I can do. That way, my, my, my slate is clean.
0: So it's all because of Lisa and her, her having VL on the menu. And she, you, led, she
1: led me to an epiphany, yes. I, I, I can see this. Yeah, I got there. And I haven't had meat since. It's been three or four years, something like that.
0: Was, so how does Kelly, I mean, she's sober now, so I guess mm-hmm. she still has fun at her parties, even without.
1: You know what Kelly's really good at? I call her diva dip like the Irish goodbye, that kind of stuff, all of a sudden you'll see Kelly and Kiki and having a good laugh. She has a very pronounced laugh. And then you turn around, where the hell did Kelly go? She's real good at ghosting. She just disappeared. Me too. Art.
0: Me too. When I, listen, I, I hate, there's nothing I hate more than a drunk goodbye. I, I hate it. So I will have, when I'm on my third martini and then I'm like, now I'm seeing stars. I just dip. I I don't want to say goodbye. I don't want to hear it. I just want to dip. And, you know, if you don't hear from me within 48 hours, then something happened. But short of that, don't worry about me. I'm in a cab.
1: That part. Also, I didn't notice a lot because I spent a really good amount of time reading Dorothy Wang's tarot cards.
0: Okay. Okay. Slow (laughs) it
1: down. We had a home moment, me and
0: Dorothy Wang. <laughs> first, 1st you're saying there's nobody there. Now, the, the classic Miss Dorothy Wang from Rich Kids of Beverly Hills. I don't
1: even think I knew who it was for a second. I was just kicking it. She, she lives is gorgeous, by the way.
0: She's gorgeous. She lives in the Century, the same building where Candy Spelling has the penthouse. Um, let me see. Was there anything else you'd like to know about Miss Dorothy Wang? She's an, I mean, love-obsessed so wait, I know
1: a bunch of other people that live in that building now. I'm well, starting to make connections. That's anyway. where Miss
0: Candy Spelling lives now that she sold the Spelling Manor many years ago and she Dorothy Wang lives there too. Um, so Dorothy Wang was there there so you go they so got mm-hmm. one was she alone was she with cuz she usually attracts some pretty hot
1: guys too. Yeah, there was not guys around that table. It, and it, was, it, was a very, it wasn't even that kind of night. It was a very like sisterhood kind of night. Like, and you just
0: decided to bring your oh, cards, or Kelly said, bring your cards and let's do some reading. Where cards come from?
1: They were on the table. I found cards in one of the like, uh, was it a- sugar shop? Some candy store was like, did all the, what do you call the things in the middle of the table? The little like,
0: like the, the like, sugar. yeah, like the,
1: uh, yes. What do you call that stuff?
0: I don't know, like table dressing, but there's another rule. Yeah, I can't find
1: it, and I feel like a terrible homosexual. Um,
0: there's a word. I'm, I'm a bad
1: guy at the
0: same time. It's
1: not a bouquet. It's something. Anyway, there's like these big baskets in the middle, and they had candies and toys and lollipops, because that was the theme of the thing. And one of them, I was talking to Dorothy. Mind you, I was lit. And sitting there sipping my whiskey, and she was not drinking, Kikiing though, because there was a karaoke machine that was terrible and not working, but she sang along with me while we were sitting down. We didn't get up to sing. And I looked at her. I don't even know how we started talking about something, but I had picked up the deck of cards out of the basket. And I was like, girl, you want to see something? Let me read your cards. And it just kind of like fell into a conversation. We were probably there for like a good hour. And like the rest of the party was happening. And Dorothy and I were just right here. Love. Lovely. I love,
0: let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Dorothy Wang has enough money to buy that whole fucking. Oh,
1: okay. So get this. I'm not going to say the exact number, but in the reading, I had mentioned, I looked at her and was like, and I said a number out loud and she goes, oh my God, that's exactly how much my house just sold for, or my condo just sold for. And then I looked at her again and I realized like, I, I didn't know like how rich she was. She's rich. Her father. I say this, she might get mad about this. I don't give a damn. But like, I think she's actually worth a billion.
0: I think she might. Her father is worth a ton of money in I China. Like
1: In the billion area. I don't know that they're ever going
0: to... No, I, I think it might be, actually. Like, fully
1: crazy rich Asian. And it's sickening. When I tell you that this bitch found the fountain of youth, her skin does not look real. It's like... Porcelain suede.
0: She's really How pretty. How is that
1: a thing? Oh, so good, night.
0: Speaking of, all right, so if you think of anyone else that was at Kelly's birthday party, by all means, like, I mean, you're just, you don't think Dorothy Wang is worth mentioning, but here it is slipping out of, <laughs> like, slipping out of your ass. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a really- the Most
1: things in my life, I'm just going around. You know how I knew it was her? Because she was posting on Instagram. That's what, when I clocked it. I said, what? Is- oh, that's who this is.
0: She loves her Instagram, but good for Kelly for having a bunch of hot guys around her and
1: having there fun. There was one guy that was around her that looked like if TikTok was personified. Like, young millennial, like, body aughty very good looking. He had, like, the one dangly earring on the side, but he was definitely heteronormative, might swing a couple ways, but, like, he was what, to me, like, if TikTok was a person. And I was like, okay, <laughs> Kelly, you're
0: <laughs> Okay, I can picture blonde. I'm picturing blonde.
1: That was like a uh, a sandy blonde. Yeah. That's
0: see, I'm just I'm I'm picturing that for Kelly. I'm just manifesting it. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to part one of our sit down with Vicky Vox, and stay tuned for part two where we actually do get into RuPaul's Drag Race, the drag community, some of the biggest misconceptions about being a drag queen. Some of the other famous people that Vicky Vox knows and runs into. Vicky Vox also lives in the LA area, which means one thing. West Hollywood, which means pump. Sir, she walks by, frequents, sees the Vanderpump. So we have Vanderpump talk coming. And also, Vicky's a huge Housewives fan, so we go deep on the Housewives. Stay tuned for part two of our sit down with Vicky Vox.